0: So here's one of the weirdest things, guys, that uh, it's hard to imagine now, but when we did the show in 92, we were only hired for one season because nobody thought it would be successful. There hadn't been a successful Marvel show really before that, and uh, and it took, you know, during the eight months we were making it, we were given all sorts of pressure to change it to make it sillier or younger or give given the pet or something, because they didn't think a serious uh, Marvel show would work. And that, you know, uh, it's hard to imagine now with all the movies and all the shows, but this was the one that proved to Hollywood that it could be, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that the show could be done. It mm-hmm. so. yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. Nice, no. no.
1: Yeah, back at Marvel, we were, um, I started in Marvel in 1980,
0: and we had been trying
1: to get the X-Men off the ground for a long time. In of mans Amazing Friends, we were throwing like episodes of the X-Men to kind of tease the audience. And uh try trying get it sold way back then. And uh, we did the Pride of the X-Men, everything with Margaret Lash and yeah. no nibbles. And that was at the time, um, you're not going to hear praise heaped on TV executives very often ever, for very good reason. But with, with X-Men, the animated series, um, that was two years, after, a year and a half after the start yeah. of what was Fox Kids TV. M- TV.
0: Yeah, here's, here's if you guys are curious about previous Marvel stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Those were some of the older shows. Okay. No,
1: let's,
0: let's just forget there it. You, go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys <laughs> will see all the pictures in the book. <laughs> That's a good preview. So let me uh, get some, a follow-up question with you, Eric, then. How do you determine the tone of the show? You had no real precedent for this. And how long did it take before you set into a comfortable rhythm, meaning you felt like, okay, we get what the show is, we get how this is going to work? Well, it took us about two hours to figure out. I mean, we had a, we had a big meeting at High and Saban's offices, because he was involved, Marvel was involved, so Heim was there and Stanley and all the Marvel people and Margaret Lesh and Sidney and and from Fox, whose show it was. And everybody was there trying to decide what the show is. And they had various ideas because some people wanted to do it a lot cheaper. Someone, well, you know, loved, everybody had ideas. And it kept them coming back to this guy across the room who's not here today, but uh, who's buddies with uh, Larry River, Will Minio. And he kept saying, no, no, guys, look at the books. Look at the books. Look at the books. This... This is the tone of the books. This is what the fans will be looking for. And, to be honest, an awful lot of the Hollywood people were still doubting and saying, No, we can't do that. Those books are ferocious. This is for little kids. This is Saturday morning. Every parent in America is going to give us crap for it. But we all pulled aside, Will and Larry and me, and the people from the network, and we just said, Screw it. It's going to be serious. And if they don't like it, they can fire us. And so we knew from, from that meeting what we wanted and we wrote it up really quick. I mean that first whole season, the all the stories were laid out in about four or five days with a great wonderful guy There's pictures there somewhere. Uh and, Markie, and this is a friend of mine from College, and we, we laid it out, Larry and Will and the Marvel guys really had a big part in it because it's hard to imagine now, but the head writer on the show and I, who was responsible <laughs> for all the stories, we really didn't know the X-Men very well. <laughs> <laughs> the, the day before we started, and this was before uh, the internet and before, so I couldn't just go on and say, "Hey, what, what, what's, what's Nightcrawler like?" Yeah, you'd <laughs> uh, have to call friends, you have back issues, we'd have to call Marvel. Could you, Xerox a few old uh, Wolverine episodes, uh, you know, episodes, issues. Uh, and so this was
1: when Marvel was based in New York and, you, and we were here in Los Angeles and for them to do that they had to send an intern into the vaults, bring them out photocopy in black and white, put them in an envelope and mail them to you. I mean time was being chewed up by these kinds of back and
0: forth. So, But to the, the answer his question, there were about six of us in the center of this that just knew from the beginning, the lady who, who did, who made it happen, Margaret Lenship Fox, her assistant, Sydney Iwater, who ran us for the network. And Larry and I, and Will and Mark, and we just decided, we'll, we'll keep to this. And it took about eight months till we really saw an episode back. It was, it was February, and then you guys saw, the first one was shown in October in all that time everybody's kinda of thinking, Well, no, I don't know if this is gonna work. There's like four or five million dollars at stake here. And we haven't had a serious action show like this before. We're getting really scared and we're you know, so luckily when we sneak previewed it on Halloween in ninety two, people loved it. And when it finally premiered in January ninety three, it premiered as the number one, you know, kid show on Saturday morning and just never stopped. And you know, we didn't know for sure, you know, we, we believed, but, um, uh, but yeah, we decided that the first thing. Larry, can you speak to the artistic influences? When you do a show like this, obviously you're adapting from the comic style, you can't do it literally, what were the animated shows that you looked at that you said, we want to be like
1: this? In terms of the, the look of the show, basically, Mike, Will Minion and myself, we're all fanboys, we grew up high school and, and books quite
0: well. Um, in terms of the look of the book, the look of the show, I mean
1: we both felt we just wanted to there's a reason why the books were successful and so it's and with our experience we had like before the X-Men we had like twenty, maybe about fifteen years of experience of working on other shows. And when we got the chance to do the X-Men we took we brought that expertise in how to take the costumes and maybe not simplify it a little bit because you got Hundreds of people to kind to of draw the characters every day, um, but my goal was always to, you know, take what's in the book and bring it, put it on the screen. I've always been my uh, philosophy of like, there's a reason why books are successful, so you know, don't change it unless you have to, and so that's why a lot of the, the, the characters in the shows look exactly like what's in the book because that was my that was my philosophy and that's one thing I did. I would uh, I had a crew of people. Who were working for me, who were all, again, we we're all fanboys, and we were bringing our X-Men collections, put it on the table. <laughs> you know, we, we had these arts machines, and we were making copies of stuff
0: constantly and <coughs> stuff, and we were trying to
1: be as faithful as we could. I mean, even in the show, some of the shows, if it was possible, we would take certain panels from the books and put them into the show, so like classic poses and stuff, so that you you saw a little taste of what was going on in the shows. Now, one of the other things that was kind of fun to do was that some, you know, like Eric was saying, some of the writers didn't know all the X-Men. And there was, there's an episode, I think, Slave so like Island. So. Where they had, it was in the script, it was like, one, two, three, four. <laughs> and so I told the guys, hey, look for, make that one blob, make this one mystique, make this one sunfire. Make. So we took those same names and just made them into the characters that they were from the books instead of making them brand new characters. So that I knew that if if um, fans like yourselves, if you saw the show, it would be like, oh, look at that! You know, you see a little Easter egg here and there. But if you were just a regular person watching the show, it wouldn't mean anything to you because it's just an island full of mutants. So you, it didn't mean anything to you. But that that was one way of trying to bring in more of the mythology and the fun from the books into the
0: shows. And Larry had to do a lot of that against the wishes of the attorneys because <laughs> of <the time>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We didn't have rights to most of those other characters and Marvel had sold them off because they were having financial troubles and so he was very clever. At first he'd write in Spider-Man somewhere and he'd get a note from the network saying, sorry, we can't do this. And so then a month later he'd write in, a, a mutant's wrist uh, mm-hmm. shoots a web. And he wouldn't call it Spider-Man, yeah. and they didn't know the look. So, probably you know, well, three fourths of those those wonderful Easter eggs you see in the oh, show are his subterfuges. Yeah. Kind of stuck in. I decided I don't want to ask permission. I just, I just did it, adding stuff in, and it,
1: it, it worked because it. You know, I think the kid, you guys liked all that stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Stuff those things in there, and you know when they when these guys created the character morph, which was originally changeling. A um, the shape shifter is like perfect for cameos, you know, having them shifted to Deadpool once in a while with some other characters. That was that was, that was the fun part, and, and you know, I had some fun with it, throwing stuff in there. Uh, I think when Dark Phoenix flies away, and I, I added all these scenes of characters being aware of her new power, like uh, I, I think I called Eternity uh, Alien Mutant Number Five or yeah, something and like the, that, the Watcher. the Watcher and stuff. It's like I just in Mutant Number Six, and we—I just gave him the names like that, and he went to us. came
0: back and nobody city? I'm curious about two things, two follow-up questions. One is, so Morph is an original character. What was the space that you felt needed Thank you for to listening to this preview, that taken me, from an episode
1: of Extra Stuff, and Extra and Spoils, which the, is our Patreon exclusive characters characters podcast. You can listen to the rest of the episode and more by going to our Patreon page at Patreon.com/slash why. Make a pledge and help defray the cost of producing all the content that is available on com. Your support is always appreciated.